if you're starting from nothing, it, it like you go through the mill. It's it's unbelievably rewarding. Don't get me wrong, but like it's it's challenging AF. It's given me a skill set that I've monetized and I teach, and then that has evolved into another skill set. Welcome to the Ad Valued Entrepreneurs Podcast, where we're on a mission to end entrepreneurial unhappiness. If you're an entrepreneur with a burning desire to change the world, this podcast is for you. We're here to help you transform your life and business so that you can achieve the freedom and fulfillment you crave. This show is dedicated to entrepreneurs who want more out of their life, more meaning, more purpose, and ultimately, more happiness. You deserve it all and it's possible. I'm your host, Robert Peterson, pastor turned life coach for business owners. I believe that success without happiness is not true success at all, but there's always hope for those who are willing to take action. Join us every week as we bring you inspiring leaders and messages that will help you on your journey towards success. Thank you for investing your time with us today. Let's get started. Today's guest's journey began with a childhood badly affected by divorce and dysfunction, leading him to seek validation and escape in all the wrong places. But through self-discovery, asking for help, and hard work, he conquered addictions to alcohol, sex, gambling, drugs, negative self-talk, and limiting beliefs. Today, Laban Ditchburn is physically, mentally, spiritually, and emotionally in charge of his own destiny. The reshaped his body swapping 60 pounds of body fat with 30 pounds of muscle and bone and found a cure for his 17-year battle with an incurable autoimmune disease in the process. He now gets his highs from the world's toughest ultramarathons and searching the planet for the world's best steak. Laban Ditchburn is the world's best courage coach and a true exemplar of transformation. And today he's accompanied by his beautiful bride, Anna. Anna is known affectionately as the world's best life optimization coach. She empowers others with her ultimate courage, stories of healing and forgiveness, systemic sexual abuse, two forced abortions by a stepfather, and now 16 consecutive miscarriages, where once Anna's only story. Now her story is that she's reclaimed her power, freed herself from the tether of shame and pain, and has made her life purpose to help others do the same, to live the life of their dreams. Anna and Laban Ditchburn stop in from India to share with Noel and Robert we talk about designing the life that you want. They both wrote characteristics of their best mate and within weeks discovered each other on the street and instantly connected. They recognized that they had all of the qualities they were looking for. When you put your desires out to the universe, higher power rewards you. Well, Laban and Anna, we're so excited to have this conversation. We've been waiting quite a while to, uh, to chat with you guys and I'm just so glad that it's worked out for today. Well, big namaskara from India, and thank you so much for, for having us, and we're very excited to be with you guys today, because who knows where this could go. <laughs> well, one of the big things that we work with our clients in, in our programs is designing the life that you want, and then building your business to support it. And I know that you guys have made major shifts in your life over the last three years. Um, so could you share a little bit about how you've chosen the life that you want and how you're using entrepreneurship to, to make it happen. Would you like to respond to this? You go first. <laughs> so, Anna, it really sort of kicked off 
in September of 2021. And we were, um, Anna and I were living in Australia and Melbourne. And we were still in pretty strict lockdowns at that point, even that late in 2021, can you believe? And Anna had a, a family emergency that required her to go to Russia. Because we weren't married at the time, it's quite laborious to get a Russian visa to go visit. Once you're married, it's a lot faster. But I was effectively stuck in Australia. And because of the rules with the Australian government at the time, they set a requirement that you had to be out of the country for 12 weeks uh, if you were going to travel overseas. And when you did come back, you had to go into one of those quarantine camps. And so I was like, well, stuff that. And I had basically been at the hip ever since we got married, ever since we got together, rather. And and I needed to figure out a way. So I ended up in Germany after my publisher demanded to the Australian government that I be made available as part of my work to, to go to the Frankfurt Book Messer, which is the largest book fair in the world, for those that are curious. And it took a couple of attempts. And on the third attempt, the government approved it. And then I shot off to Frankfurt. In the meantime, Anna was sorting out her stuff. And for anyone that knows any of our, our personal story, We've gone through a significant number of challenges around making babies and 18 miscarriages and a bunch of other stuff. And there was an opportunity to, to see the local gynecologist and the, the medical care and stuff where Anna's from in Russia was world class. So I said, I'll come and meet you. And I'd never been to Russia, so it was exciting for me. And I, so I shipped my passport via Express Post back to Australia. The day after I shipped it, and I'm still in Germany at this point, right? The day after I shipped it, they shut the borders. The Russians shut the borders to the rest of the world because of COVID. And then a few days after that, Germany shut their borders to the rest of the world. So here I am at this point in Berlin with no passport and I'm stranded there, right? I get my brother to ship my other passport because I'm a New Zealand and Australian dual citizen. But that's still going to take about three weeks to get here. So I'm like, where the hell are we going to meet up? And I remembered fondly a trip that I did with a bunch of rapscallion friends of mine back in 2011, where we drove from Mexico City to a place called Playa del Carmen. And it was, it's, a, it's in the Caribbean. It's on Eastern Standard Time. It's a paradise, right, for those who don't know. And, and I was like, let's meet in Mexico. And a number of challenges logistically, not being able to go into certain countries because we weren't vaccinated, there was a whole litany of challenges. We finally reunited it. And, and we'd, we've been there ever since. We're, we're recording this from India because we've been traveling for the last three months, which ties in beautifully with the theme of the show. And how we were able to do that to answer your question was just brutal necessity. And they say, that, like, necessity is the mother of all inventions. And we didn't have family in Mexico. We didn't have large savings at all when we left Australia. In fact, we left with a suitcase and the shirts on our back and we just made it work. But a big component of that was visualization and writing things down. Nice. So, so Anna, you want to give us your perspective? <laughs> I think I, everything, uh, to be honest, started even earlier because Laban was in a uh, was a recruitment agent, and he hated his job. 
he was very good at this, but he didn't really like it. And it wasn't his passion. Um, but the, when COVID-19 happened, he was made redundant from his job. And he was literally pushed into his passion, which was starting his own podcast in, and talking about becoming your own superhero, you know, the transformation that he went through. Because if, um, just a, just a pre-story, he, he was a former, uh, an alcoholic, drug taker, uh, gambler, and he conquered all those things. And that was his passion. Because, you know, when people ask uh, themselves, what is my why? What is my purpose on this planet? It usually comes from your biggest struggles and challenges you went through your life. And so that's how it led Laban to become a coach, the world's best courage coach. <laughs> and as for me, I was working uh, back in Australia, in Melbourne, for, for one of the biggest um, banks. But I, I love my job. It was a really amazing company. But inside me was something missing. I had it all, but I wasn't feeling fulfilled. I wasn't feeling like I'm doing something valuable in this world. And so prior COVID, I was uh, asked a question. What do I want to do? What makes me happy? What makes me fulfilled? I had no idea, to be honest. And I was very stressing out about this. Like, what is my purpose in this life? But you know, once you start asking those questions, the right people, the right place, the right time, the opportunities start coming into your life. And what was Laban is talking about, all those challenges, they were not challenges. They were uh, like a very powerful path that we have to go through to finally figure out what is our purpose in life. So that's how we became coaches and I am happy to share my journey, but I also found myself in the hypnotherapy helping people to overcome their traumas, limiting beliefs, negative emotions, any roadblocks that are preventing them from living the life of their dream. And she helps women find their ideal partner. It's a real superpower. I don't know why you don't even mention that. That's, that's your gift. Well, she found me and she based it around that. Yes. Nice. <laughs> but that's a true story. I think there's part of it in, in us women that at least mean it's similar in our situation that I don't like saying things and I don't tend to say things about me the way Robert would. So he'll introduce me totally differently than I would. So I get it. <laughs> they, it feels like they're more passionate about what we do <laughs> than us. Well, I see where well, you shine. That's why I see where your real sweet spot is, and and, and I think probably Rob does the same for you, know Well, absolutely. I think it's it's a little bit of that borrowed belief. Um, I I don't know that she believes in herself at the same level that I believe in her, and and we're working on that and and trying to encourage her to 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 believe in her greatness and that the impact she's going to have um, because she does have greatness inside of her. And uh, so love, love empowering that and, and bringing that out. And uh, 
and, and it is a lot about limiting beliefs that, that we still hold ourselves back, right? So after Mexico, you made it to Las Vegas a year ago and, and something really incredible happened for you guys just a little bit over a year ago. Um, so tell us about Las Vegas and what brought you to Vegas. Well, the, the, the amazing thing was, Rob, that I uh, we stayed at the Virgin Hotel there, which is a casino down the bottom, and I walked in and out of that casino countless times. It didn't lay a single bet <laughs> after being a degenerate gambler for you. <laughs> but no, I'm just joking. Um, I I haven't. It'll be seven years since I, since I quit drinking this coming August. Um, longer for gambling, longer for drugs and philandering. So. But the magical thing was that we, after many years of being engaged and being in lockdown, we were able to get married. That's what it was. Definitely congrats on that. And it's a, it's a long journey and a great uh, relationship and process. And can, you believe, can you believe Laban actually had a fear of marriage, which called gamophobia? Gamophobia. It's a fear of marriage and commitment. It's a real thing in the district. <laughs> And the reason I know about it is because I was—I used to be really close to this guy. He lives back in Australia, so we don't speak a lot now. But he—he um, he had a gamophobia, and his last name was Gamage. <laughs> He's an English guy. I was like, that's very fitting. But to be honest, guys, we literally pulled our wedding together in three days. We bought the rings like two days before. We. <laughs> We organized the uh, wedding church, uh, yeah, three days before the wedding, uh, got our certificate, uh, like literally two days before, uh, and picked up our outfit, our wedding, my wedding dress and his uh, wedding um, outfit two hours before <laughs> the celebration. It's Las Vegas. And what's even more amazing, <laughs> what's even more amazing is the fact that we pulled the money for it about a week before wedding because <laughs> we were destitute and I, and I managed to sign on a coaching client and, and we were able to fund the whole expedition. So, um, you know, we, we got engaged maybe a year after after we got together and and Anna was a woman I knew I wanted to be with my whole life but was beginning to think I'd never meet her and I finally did in 2018. And, and you know we wanted to bring our families together and and but just with what happened with the lockdowns and family being in new zealand and russia and it was just a physical impossibility for, for all those people so we just got married at the little ch church of the west i think little chapel yeah. of the west in front of three dear friends of ours and, and the rest they say is history nice well, i i've created him guys the reason I'm a relationship and a, a feminine energy coach is because before we met, I was married. I was married previously, but my marriage didn't go well, which is the greatest blessing in the skies. And um, I remember I was really depressed in this marriage because um, I literally married he was he was a nice guy but the relationship just didn't go well and i remember i was so depressed i just i felt like a failure i didn't want to leave this family because i was in a foreign country i didn't know anyone i was stuck and plus i was so afraid that people will judge me 
you know, for not being able to hold the marriage. And I just, to be honest, I was, I was ready to kill myself because I didn't see any exit uh, from the situation. And my mom called me out of the blue. And she knew what was happening. And I said, mom, if you won't hear from me, just know I love you. She said, okay, what's happening? And I told her, she said, Anna, before you do anything to yourself, I want you to promise me something. And I was like, what is it, mom? <laughs> she said, I want you to write the list, an explicit list of your ideal man. And I was like, this is so BS. I don't believe it. <laughs> All men are the same. <laughs> <laughs> she said, just, just promise me. And I did. And, and I started to write my list of my, my ideal man. And check this out. I wrote, he's bald. He's a New Zealander. Because I went to New Zealand a few few months prior to this, and I and I fell in love with those people. And I wrote, he doesn't drink, doesn't smoke, doesn't do drugs. He's very honest, very loyal. He has an amazing sense of humor. He loves children. He loves traveling. We travel every three months all around the world, and we are building an empire together. Tick, 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 tick. A week and a half later, a bold New Zealander who doesn't drink, doesn't smoke, <laughs> doesn't do drugs, stopped me on the street of Melbourne in the middle of the day. And he looked dead in my eyes and he said, Excuse me, but you are stunning. And I wondered if you'd ever drink with me one time. And you, said, <laughs> you said, I said, you look good too. <laughs> And I, you know, and what, you know what's happened when I saw this man, the whole my being, my heart started to pounding, and my intuition told me, he is the one. He's the one. And in September this year, we're gonna celebrate five years as we are together. Love that. I mean, there is there is power in in writing things down and and creating your own miracles envision we we literally exactly it's intentionally creating your life because what uh, so many people they just don't understand that they literally create their life with their thinking with their thoughts with their feelings right now right here whatever you feel you are creating your future and we use this technique, writing down things that we want to do and want to experience uh, very often. And I think when we were in Melbourne, we also write the list of our ideal country where we want to live. <laughs> and so far, Mexico ticked the whole, all boxes. Nice. Yeah, no, it's, there's so much value in understanding the, the concept of manifestation and, and thinking planning and writing down and just acknowledging what you want because if you don't put it down on paper and think through it the universe will give you what it wants which isn't what you want mm -hmm. well in our brain our brain you is know? just so programmed for the negative right we're just so attracted to seeing the the things that we don't want and we spend so much time thinking about the things we really don't want 
and helping people make that transition to stop thinking about what you don't want and what you don't have and focusing on what you do want and creating it. And gratitude as well. Gratitude for what you already have. Because, you know, they say um, the poor gets poorer, the rich, rich gets richer. If you, when you're grateful for something, it means you, you are sending those vibes that you are having it already. And guess what's going to happen? The universe is going to 10x whatever you have. But when we, when we want something, when we acting from the place of luck, we are getting poor because it takes more out of us. So true. So Laban, what has been the impact of hosting your own podcast? That's a loaded question. <laughs> <You're welcome. laughs> you know what, Noel, I'm still trying to fathom the seismic ripple impact of the podcast. Because in the time that we last spoke, you know, Rob, which wasn't that long ago, the ridiculous things that are happening in, in our lives as a direct and indirect result of having that platform is really non, it's, it's, you can't quantify it at this point. What I have worked out though, and when I was creating this uh, podcasting heroes movement and the associated course that we created where I teach what I did, I worked out that it's in excess of a million US dollars worth of stuff we've been gifted given introduced to mastermind invitations courses coaching like you name it and that alone like given how challenging it was to try and you know because i'm this is only my third year of being a an entrepreneur in this space and for anyone who's an entrepreneur out there who might be just starting out like unless you've unless you struck it lucky and when you create your own luck, right? Or you had a big chunk of change to kick it off with. If you're starting from nothing, it, it like you go through the mill. It's, it's unbelievably rewarding. Don't get me wrong, but like it's, it's challenging AF and it's given me a skill set that I've monetized and I teach. And then that has evolved into another skill set around a lot of the people that are coming to my life that want help that are so what i do is i teach people that have a podcast how to land a-list guests on their show not just get them on the show but to foster relationships with them to have tenure with them and inevitably by the law of reciprocity and on operating from a place of what value can i add this person's life they've turned into joint ventures and other introductions to other incredible people so that's the fundamental part what's happened now is it's because it's been, it was, I celebrated my three-year podcasting anniversary a couple of weeks back, and we've done 200-plus episodes now. These, these relationships have been around long enough for the know, like, and trust factor to really kick in, and now I can teach other people that want a platform that may not have a podcast, that are C-suite executives or people that have a, have a message, a big positive message, like Evan, Evans Putman says, to, to get invited onto very large platforms without having to pay for it 
And not that there's anything wrong with pay-to-play options, but I just think the energy is very different. And, and Rob, you know, with, with, the, with the podcast, when you invite someone onto the podcast versus them asking you to be on the podcast, is a different energy, right? Absolutely. And, and you know, it can be an icky energy for people that are like, hey, I'd make a really great guest for your show. And, you know, unless it's, unless it's one of your idols. Um, and as far as I can tell, there's nothing on the market that, that is teaching anything close to what I'm doing. So that is a direct result of the adv- major adversity that I had to go through to get to where I am with the podcast. And not, I don't even have that big an audience. I've got about 1,300 subscribers on YouTube. And I think I've had about, I don't know, 60,000 downloads over the course of the whole three years, which might sound like a good number, but it's, it's not. It's not, right? When you think about Joe Rogan interviewed Dr. Peter McCullough, had 44 million downloads in one episode, right? So um, hopefully that sort of formulates some of the some of the questions. But the very reason we're even in India at the moment, Noel, is because of the podcast. So that could go on for about five hours, I reckon, that answer. It's, it's just so valuable, the, the ability to meet people and make the connections and relationships, like you said. We will be right back after this short break. Are you an entrepreneur who started their business with purpose and passion only to lose sight of it amidst the daily grind? We understand how frustrating that can be. That's why we're offering free strategy calls to help you gain clarity on the barriers holding you back from achieving your dreams. In just 30 minutes, our experienced coaches will work with you to identify obstacles and develop strategies for overcoming them. There's no commitment or pressure, just a chance to get some assistance and clarity you need. Scheduling is easy. Simply visit smilingcall.com and select a time that works for you. Let's jump on a call and build your business together. It's time for you to add value and achieve your full potential as an entrepreneur. Welcome back. Let's get back to more greatness. So I'm going to, I'm going to throw it in a little different direction because of who you're in India or or who you took to India. Um, I want to talk about the power of love and making miracles. Ooh. Did you have a specific question? You just want to talk about it. <laughs> I, I was just going to throw it out there and let you talk about making miracles and, and how that's, how that's transformed your life over the last three years. Just um, being able to create from nothing. Is this question specifically for me or for either party? Uh, it's for both of you. Do you have anything that's come to you that you want to share? You know, in terms of creating miracles, um, I just want to add, um, just want to go a little bit back. And uh, I want I Laban to tell the story when he just started his podcast. And he was, he had probably about eight subscribers and half of them were the family members on YouTube. And he, one day he decided to call Les Brown, like literally out of the blue. And as a recruitment agent, he found his phone number uh, on on the internet, on software, and he called Les Brown. And you know what I want to say? And Les Brown picks up the phone and says, Les speaking, in that beautiful chocolate voice of his, 
And I said, Les Brown? He said, yes, it is. <laughs> like it was going to be any other Les. And I said, Les Brown, it's Laban Ditchburn from Melbourne, Australia here. He said, well, how can I help you, boy? And I said, Les, I'm a huge fan of you and your work. And I'm also the host of an incredible podcast series called Become Your Own Superhero. And I'll be honoured if you came and shared your amazing story with our audience. When are you available? And he said to me, well, what are you thinking, boy? And I said, to be honest, Les, whenever works with you is probably good with my schedule. And we scheduled it scheduled it for Tuesday midnight my time. And if I'm totally honest between you, me, and the fence post and the huge audience listening, I nearly mucked up the time. I nearly, because it was at midnight, right? And it was only Anna saying, I think this interview's tonight. Because I was beside myself with excitement, right? And very nervous at that time. Managed to get it on on a 13-year-old Toshiba laptop that could have easily blown up at any point. And he gets on and the first question I ask him before we even start the recording of the podcast, I said, hey, Les, hey, what do you think of the name of the show? Become Your Own Superhero. And for anyone that's heard Les speak, you'll know exactly what kind of language he uses and how he just shows up. And if you haven't heard of him, once you've finished watching this, get on YouTube and just type Les Brown. And there's about a million videos that will just change your life forever. But he just absolutely encapsulated everything I hoped anyone would ever hear when they heard the name Become Your Own Superhero. It's all about, we always had these, you know, Marvel characters that we look up to and Superman, Spider-Man and, and, you know, the Hulk or whatever. And I'm like, stuff that. What about me being the hero for once? And that's, so that's where that came from. I mean, it's about the most self-explanatory podcast name in history, but there's the context. And I was so endeared by the way Les showed up and delivered that message to me that I just felt so comfortable and I just verbally diarrheaed my story of transformation to him, which which Anna touched on, which included a lot of heavy drug use in my earlier days. And that must have resonated with Les because I didn't know at the time, but he'd overcome a prescription painkiller med- um, addiction that his doctor put him on when he was in hospital for prostate cancer. And he went cold turkey for three months to overcome that. Incredible. And... He just waited for me to finish, and he just said, congratulations, Laban. I said, thanks, Les. He goes, do you have a book? And I go, no, I don't. He goes, if you're going to be a speaker, you need a book to help with credibility. And I go, okay. He goes, now, who was the most influential person in your life when you were five years of age? Now, I'd never been asked this question, nor had I thought about it. And given the relationship I had with my mother, which was incredibly toxic, I came to the conclusion after trying to find heaps of other relatives that she was the most influential person in my life. And he's like, well, what, what influenced, what, what were the attributes she had on you? And I was like, man, she was unconditionally loving and tenacious and spiritual. And he's, he's writing all these things down. He finishes writing and he looks up at me and he says, Laban, this is a God moment. He said, I'm going to show you how to monetize your purpose. And, I, and then for the next seven minutes, he reads back to me this blueprint for this book that he wants me to write called Bet On You. And he says, Laban, you're going to write this book. You're going to turn this book into a keynote speech. And you're going to turn this keynote to a three-day retreat. And even if you muck this up, you're going to make multiple six figures this year. And when you finish it, I'm going to interview you on my platform with 4 million followers. And I'm going to write the forward to your book. Now, this is in mid-May 2020. And I said in a moment of complete and utter insanity, I said, Les, if you're going to write the forward to my book, I'll have it to you by June 30, 2020. Now, 
I didn't never finished high school. I never went to college. I never wrote anything in my life. And what made me think I could do it in six weeks, I have no idea. But because of that declaration to Les, and he said, I'll hold you to that, boy. I pumped out 30,000 words of the first draft and delivered it to his inbox, as promised, on at 8.30 p.m. on June 30, 2020. And that that is the power of love. That is the power of a declaration. That is... I felt a love from Les on that call, and I recorded. So I still had this footage of what went down. By the way, it's it's unbelievable. Capturing a miracle on camera, and in terms of the kickoff effect that that had for both of us, it it gave me this undeniable confidence, which you've experienced in how I am day to day. That just allowed me to continue leveling up and forge a path for other people to to follow through that want that want help. And, you know, Anna, Les and I remain friends to this day. We even shared a beautiful meal at his home in, in Atlanta last year. And, and uh, you know, where he wept and Anna hugged and held him. And uh, it was one of the most remarkable days of my life. So, and, you know, he wrote a killer forward for the book as well. Um, and, uh, you know, you know, a lot of authors will get a, they'll write the forward and then the, the person endorsing it will just sign it. He crafted something truly magical and i know you've read it robin and if you haven't know well uh it's a good read and yeah, the reason the power... I, wanted, I wanted to leave them to to tell this story is because i can see that he goes into every single interaction with a question uh, what value can i add to this person's life and he comes with a completely uh loving and you know, non-judgmental attitude. And the miracles like literally happening on a daily basis. And the reason why we are in India is because Laban was talking to one of the uh, coaches here in India, his name Rajan, Coach Rajan. And he asked him, Rajan, what do you need help with? If you would have a magic wand or prayer prayer, what would it be? And he said, you know, I my, my dream, I want to organize this event in Mumbai with Steve Hardison, who is one of the greatest coaches in the world, who we also know personally. And Laban was like, right, what is holding you? What is stopping you? And Rajan was like, well, I don't know Steve personally. Who am I? You know, he wasn't believing in himself. And after conversation with Laban, uh, Laban gave him so much confidence and courage to literally call Steve Hardison and ask him to come to India from Arizona, Arizona to India. I bullied him. <laughs> I said, I said, him. you're not getting off the Zoom call until we, we call Steve Hardison. <laughs> and here's and, his number. And, and here's his number. So he called him on the Zoom and then they, they later reconnected later in that day. And and to, to conclude the story. Um, Nine months later. Yeah. Ranjan said, Laban, like, I want I want to acknowledge you for the, the the prompt personally. I want you to be in the audience in India. And that's the, so that's the, the excuse that we used to come in, to be in India for the last two and a half months. And they literally called this, this event, I... Uh, Miracle in Mumbai. 
so awesome to see the stories play out and how different people were part of it and, and, and God and the universe working through it. Yeah. So obviously I mean, Steve is a mentor, Les Brown is a mentor and, and influence in your life. Share a little bit about being open to that mentorship and being open to share, sharing your authentic self. Do you know what? It's one of the, one of the quotes that actually I, I read from studying Les's work because I I've been following his work for three or four years long before I ever got a chance to meet him. And one of his very famous quotes is he's, he's asked for help, not so that you appear weak, but so that you can remain strong and keep asking for help until you get it. And one of the pivotal moments in my journey was on January 2nd of 2020. And I got a hold of Brene Brown's cell phone number. And for those who don't know Brene Brown, she's, she's pretty big in this space as well. And this is before I had a book, before I had the podcast, before I knew what the F I was doing. And I called her and she picked up the phone and said, ha, ah, Brene speaking in that Southern drawl. And I said, Brene Brown? She said, yes, it is. I said, Brene Brown, it's Leighton Ditchburn from Melbourne, Australia. You can see a theme, a recurring theme with the geographical location that I pinned to help give a visual, I think, for the person at the other end of the phone. And she said, oh, hi, Levin. Like, how can I help you? I said, Brene, I've uh, been instructed by all of my coaches and mentors, which I probably only had one, <laughs> to surround myself with people that were much further along than I. And I was wondering if you were interested in sharing some ideas was the language I used. And she said, well, Levin, I'm about to sit down and have New Year's Day dinner with my family. But if you send me an email with what you had in mind, I'll come back to you. And she gave me her email address and I recorded what in hindsight is a horrendous one minute long bio video <laughs> and wrote this bio about me that that um, added very little value to Brene's life, I think. But hey, she responded and she said, Laban, thank you for your email with what I have committed with college, university and, and my family. I can't give this the bandwidth that it deserves. You'll do fantastically, Brene Brown. And so that was one of those moments where I chose to ask for help and that, you know, had she not responded in that way, it might not have given me the confidence to later call less in, in uh, May. So isn't it interesting how one little thing like that can, can have this amazing ripple effect? So I don't know if that answers the question quite correctly, but yeah, there you go. So with all the success you've had, Laban and Anna, what is your biggest challenge? We've only got an hour for this show. We've got <laughs> Where do we start? <laughs> I, well, I'll, I'll start and then I think you can finish this. I think one of the, the big misconceptions about Anna and I being on a, a platform like this is people look and they go, oh man, their life's incredible and they're in India and stuff. Life, our life is not without its challenges. And <laughs> like, it, but it's how we choose to handle the adversity that I think might confuse people a little bit because Anna and I collectively, like I mentioned, have gone through 18 consecutive miscarriages and three of those were ectopic pregnancies 
uh, one of which nearly claimed Anna's life in, in January of 2019. I had nearly gone bankrupt about six times in four years. And we, we've been forced to leave our, our country of citizenship because of our, to protect our medical freedoms. Uh, you know, like there's, there's been plenty and run out of money seven or eight times. Like I'm talking, people say, oh, I've got no money. Like, and Rob knows this because we've had conversations in the past. Like we were, we've had moments where we were down to our last $60 in a foreign country with no prospects, <laughs> right? Like, and no family to call either because that they ain't got no money. And Anna's family are in Russia where the annual salary is about 10,000 USD. So they can't exactly sling you a six month salary to bail you out, you know? So that's, and I, we're very transparent about this as well, by the way, it's really important, I think, to, to be completely in integrity because there, there's, there is people out there that say, oh, you know, life's magical on social media and I, I never want to portray that, but I also want to focus on keeping keeping on moving forward. And in this entrepreneurial space, as you both very well know, using those negative experiences as your fuel source and then being able to deliver these powerful anecdotes in the future on a platform like this, it's all part of it. So don't ever think for a minute that we don't go through challenges and, and adversity and stuff. We experience that constantly, but it's just the decision that we've made on how we show up and how we deal with it that I think is the, the difference. You know, they say what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. You can choose uh, whether this, those kind of situations are going to break you down or make you really stronger and use these uh, stories as uh, anecdotes, you know, to, to learn the lessons <laughs> and to help others as well in the future to go through this. So obviously you guys have traveled a bunch, but how important is play and fun in your marriage, in your travels and in your business? I think it's... Um, it's one of the most important things because you can get caught up in all this everyday life, uh, working, uh, business and so on. Um, but it's very important to really stop, to have your own time and to do things that you are enjoying in life. Like, for example, here in India, we went to, to see cricket. The, uh, IPL um, game. It was so much fun. I didn't know Indians are so passionate about cricket. <laughs> um, because that's what pr brings your vibes, your energy up. That's what makes you more resilient to the things because you need to have something to look forward to. Yeah, and I would say that there's two components to this question, right? I found my purpose when I was 40. I'm 42, oh, let's call it 39, right? And when I started, I, I, I turned 40 in June 2020, so I was 20, 39. But that means, and I was working ever since I was like full-time, ever since I left high school, which was when I was 17. That means I was doing a job that didn't fulfill me for a very long time. And when I finally found my purpose, it no longer became work. So it, finding something that you adore doing, as challenging as it is, for me, doesn't feel like work. 
And so there's that part. So right. if, if you're doing something that you hate, forget trying to set aside time to play golf because you're probably going to play golf just to forget the fact that you've got a shitty job for a bit, right? Get rid of that. And then the, the question around play, I often wonder if the reason that we hadn't had more money is if I'd spent less time playing and more time focusing on the business. Because I, I, when, I'm, when I'm coaching or when I'm creating and doing podcast interviews, I'm fully committed to it and it depletes me of my energy, not of my life force. It's very rewarding what I do, but I give all when I'm, when I'm engaged by someone to work with them. And I need space to be able to recoup. And for me, just sometimes being by myself, reading a book, watching some garbage on, on my iPad or whatever is a real catalyst for rejuvenation and, and recovery. Nice. So, so what is the big dream? What are you thinking of in the long term? Pass me my phone, darling. I'm going to read it to you. I had a shitty experience recently. We'll call it challenging, right? Where <laughs> I was engaged by someone who will remain anonymous to um, do some work for them. And then they got cold feet, reneged. But it was the way that they did it was just poor behavior. And I was like, this is my fault. This is my fault. And I take full ownership for it because when I wrote the list of my ideal woman, Two weeks later, I found it. Like, th this is the crazy thing about how we got together. We later found out that we'd written these lists and we had the list to refer back to. It was crazy. But I was after that experience with this lady, I was like, I need to write a list of my ideal client. So this is what I came up with. And then I'll read you what the plan is, Noel. So my, my ideal client is this. Fast acting and decisive action taker. High integrity says what they mean and means what they say, understands and submits to the power of the law of reciprocity, believes everything is possible, knows what their purpose here on earth is, invest in themselves financially, physically, emotionally, and spiritually, open-minded to the fact that they don't know everything, super receptive to ask for and receive help, is okay saying no or not right now, abundance mindset, deeply connected to source, what people think of them is none of their spiritual business, and want to play at the highest level possible. For me, my longer term, well, not even longer term, my 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 goal, my visualization, whatever you want to call it, is this is a declaration I just wrote the other week, right? I am the number one expert in the world at landing the most successful people in the world on the largest platforms to share their message of hope, knowledge, inspiration, and blessings. My services only attract the people that align with my core principles, beliefs, and mission. And show hosts look to me to connect them with the highest quality humans on earth. And I teach others how to do it. There's some financial goals and I, I won't go into numbers. I, I heard some good advice recently about, and I don't know whether you guys agree with us or not, about like not going to detail about your financial stuff. It's just some stuff you should just keep yourself. But let's just say that by January 2026, we have con generated consistently one and a half million dollars <laughs> with a B. Because why play small? Right? <laughs> Even if we get to 75% of that target, 
It's still FU money. And that FU money allows us to put ourselves in a position where we become untouchable. We can travel to any country on planet Earth, give or take, and we are not bound by government tyranny, uh, mandates, and all the other stuff. That how to navigate a lockdown. What do you think about that, guys? You know, you got to dream big. That's the whole point. Don't dream with what you can achieve. You got to dream with what you is beyond reach so you can reach for it. Okay, we end every episode with our guests sharing their words of wisdom. So I'd like each of you to inspire our entrepreneurial audience with your words of wisdom. My father gave me some really great advice. Um, he didn't give me a lot of good advice, but he did give me this good advice. And he was a really successful radio announcer. He's since retired and lived back in Australia. But he said, smile, less is more, and who really gives a rat's ass? <laughs> and you know, as... Um... I just wanted to say people who wants to find their passion, who wants to do something really valuable in this life and leave a legacy, do not be afraid of anything. You can do anything you want in this world. The most important thing you need to believe in yourself, which is most challenging as well, and commit. As soon as you commit to something, you will see how everything start aligning in your life and again the right time the right people the opportunity will start coming into your life don't be afraid thank you so much for joining us today laban and on it's been a pleasure listening to you and getting to know you more thank you guys namaste <laughs> thanks very much Thank you for tuning in to this episode brought to you by the power of intentional decisions that lead to massive action. Those aren't just buzzwords. They're qualities that can help you take control of your life and build a successful business. To support you on this journey, we're offering you our most popular survey to help you establish a baseline. Visit enjoybizlife.com to check it out and take the first steps towards changing your life and business. We often make things more complicated than they need to be losing sight of what's truly important. This tool will help you refocus on what matters most so that you can start doing the things you've always wanted to do, like spending quality time with loved ones. And if you enjoyed this episode, please show us some love by liking, subscribing, or leaving a review. But most importantly, share it with someone who needs to hear it. In our next episode, I am so excited to be announcing that Wednesday, May 24th, we are celebrating our 300th episode. We are going live for two hours in our Facebook group, our LinkedIn, and of course, this podcast will be released that afternoon once we can get things edited and put together, but we're inviting most of our previous 300 guests to come and just tell us what they're up to. Say, hey, say, woo, thanks for being a part of our community. Thanks for being a part of this amazing journey of podcasting and sharing stories and i'm so excited to have interviewed 300 people and have the opportunity to to reach into their lives and i look forward to the future of this podcast and we're launching another podcast to serve 
Home Pros, and just so excited that, that you're joining us.